0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is BELIEVE. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied. Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. This is the Transfer Show. I'm Manu Fied, he's Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, how's it going? Yeah, I'm doing very well, mate. Um, first kind of
1: week without the main show. Uh, I was felt myself kind of twitching on Monday night, wondering what to do with <laughs> myself. Um waiting for you to text, maybe being like, should we record? Um, but yeah, the football season might be over, but the wedding season has well and truly begun and I I was actually spent most of the weekend at a wedding, um, which was lovely, seeing some friends and stuff. But um yeah, it's been good. I'm just back from a kind of walk as well, like a kind of hill walk with my wife and the dog. Um lovely summer day here in Scotland, so you know, I'm missing the football, but um I think um I was gonna say I think I'm probably in a happier place and I think this week's newsletter newsletter was quite cathartic in that sense. It managed to let it kinda of <laughs> exercise some demons, shall we say? I hope I hope subscribers appreciated it. But it felt very much like a sort of end of season rant about the kind
0: of state of European football. It's gonna be very hard to follow. Um obviously my mind is this week is going to be about Hamburger as well. Um so if you'd like catastrophic pieces, I guess, or as you say in German, Katastrophenmeldungen, Hamburg as well will be right you're up your alley as well. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought about, it's kind of, it's been a weird week because um, obviously I started on Monday flying back from, from Munich to to Vancouver and then taking the ferry to uh, Victoria, which is all on the same day because you leave Munich at three and you arrive in Vancouver at four, which is like odd because it's kinda of like this weird time travel where you spend ten hours and really yawny lose one hour. <laughs> yes, I guess I guess
1: when you go that way you're kind of you're just parallel with the rotation of the earth, aren't you? I suppose yeah, it's uh,
0: very bizarre. It's light outside the entire time and <laughs> how long how long is that flight? It's ten hours, so oh, yeah, you wow. lose one Gross. hour. <laughs> Very strange, but having said that, I took the ferry. You have to take uh, either you fly from Vancouver to Victoria, which is really only about uh, 60, 70 kilometers apart, um, or you take a ferry. And I took the ferry, and it was a beautiful, sunny day uh, in the mid twenties. And so I just sat outside the ferry on the on the passage uh, through all these little islands, and yeah, it was a nice afternoon and. I was thinking that too is like odd, like at the, usually at this time, we would record our podcast um, instead I was sitting on a ferry uh, making my way home, but Stefan, um, once I did get home, lots of stuff happening, um, we have lots of transfer talk um, this week, and of course it's going to keep us busy throughout the entire summer, even though the season is over and just to go through the topics today we have yeah, Felix Nemtcher, we have Mikkel Kaufmann joining Union Berlin. Uh, Dino Topmüller confirmed with Eintracht Frankfurt's head coach. Uh, Navigated to Werder. Oh. and uh, the whole Bayern transfer roundup because there's lots happening there in terms of players not joining and players wanting to leave. So uh, lots of big topics. I want to start with Felix Nemtcher. Uh, he's the Wolfsburg attacking midfielder, central midfielder, depending on where you want to place him. Um, he's the little brother of Lukas Nemtcher, right? He's a German national team player, or should be a German national team player. Was supposed to be with Hansi Flick's side, which probably Flick in his own would warrant a whole podcast. We should probably wait until this window is closed. Um, but he is not with the national team because he posted. Uh, he, he's a, he's he's a, a strict religious, a Christian, right? So he posted a transpho or reposted a transphobic. Uh, Instagram post that I don't want to get into because um, you know it is something that uh, you know we are tolerant podcast we want to accept everyone Um, and if you are posting that kind of content uh, I think you need to have this sort of personal conversation that the German national team is going to have with him Um, and it's also interesting because Dortmund Newcastle and Man United have been linked. Uh, with him at Dortmund, he would be a Jude Bellingham replacement, and Dortmund's fan group, uh, Dortmund Rainbow, has already said that they, you know, they also want to Dortmund to dissect his personal beliefs before they actually go there. So all of that aside, all that side noise aside, Felix Nembé is a player. Um, I did want to address what's going on on the outside. We don't live in a bubble. There is things in real life that are more important in football, but that doesn't take away the fact that a lot of clubs want to have this player, Um, which is interesting because obviously I didn't see the link as a Jude Bellingham replacement. He has played a better second half of the season. He has been a goal scorer. At €15 million, he's at a very good price. But still, I mean, this is a really interesting profile link to a lot of very big clubs, Stefan.
1: Yeah, um, I think right now it's Dortmund, Newcastle, Manchester United who have been heavily linked with them. Although it could add in the coming weeks and months, because I think two things kind of stand out. He's a very impressive young player, but also Wolfsburg are the kind of club who are happy to sell at a certain price. You know, you could argue whether they have a huge amount of ambition um, in terms of you know keeping players and developing players. Are not really the Wolfsburg of old. I think to be perfectly honest with you um especially since um was it dieselgate uh kind of crippled their kind of shall we say financial ambitions um but i think and then so and and as such rather you know as you said you know nemtrak could end up leaving Wolfsburg for about 15 20 million euros which i think would be a steal for the most part considering it potentially does have uh 22 years old if i'm not mistaken I think he's got three goals and eight assists in the Bundesliga this season, but what's worth bearing in mind there is that he's only played about twelve or 1,300 minutes. So we're talking about a player here who hasn't quite cracked into the Wolfsburg team as a first-team starter, or at least kind of nailed that down. There's guys like Max Arnold who are obviously still in front of him to a large extent, Um, but he certainly has potential. Now, with that in mind, uh, I think it's probably important to kind of break down what clubs are interested in him and why they might want to sign him. Um, you know, I'm very surprised that Man United have been heavily linked with them. I'm not quite sure where that comes from, in the sense that, you know, with all due respect, to Man United, and I don't think I'm kind of um, I'd be upsetting too many Man United fans by saying that they're not really a club that go out of their way to develop players or have the patience to kind of wait around for a player to kind of get up to get up to speed with uh, what's going on there. Obviously, I've seen that with Jaden Sancho in recent seasons, where um, if he's been if a player's been asked to kind of play a different role or change their game then Old Trafford's maybe not the best kind of uh, training ground for that so I'm not quite sure how productive a move to Man United would be for Nemcha next season and I'm also not entirely sure if how much we can believe those reports just because I can't imagine Eric Ten Hag is sitting pounding on the desk in the boardroom at Man United saying he needs this player Um, because he's I, I don't know what he adds to a team that already have a pretty fantastic or cracking, as I was going to say, number 10 in Bruno Fernandes. So he's not quite that level yet. Um, Newcastle um, intrigued me because if you kind of look at their kind of transfer policy recently, it looks to me like they're kind of going down the kind of path of a Brighton uh, in the sense that they're looking to try and identify and sign players who uh, obviously have talent, obviously have a potential, but haven't quite been kind of nudged into the limelight just yet and they're looking to maybe pick up players before half the Premier League even though they exist so uh, I think we saw that this week with I, I can't remember who it is signed but they signed a very impressive kind of young player who um is definitely got bags of potential but certainly not a player that you would expect to kind of uh, be playing first team football for Newcastle. In fact he's going straight back on loan to Feyenoord so I have seen NGOs on in that kind of category of a player who, who who could certainly be a first team player for Newcastle, but um I wouldn't be kind of putting on my chips on him being a starter or, or a playmaker. Having said that, Newcastle definitely do need kind of some do need some players who can create uh create goals. I think their biggest assist creator was Kieran Trippier last season. so if you kind of look at like where the assists came in that team, they definitely do need some more. Creativity midfield. So maybe Nemcha could kind of slot in and do something for next season. Uh, and of course, there's Dortmund. And as you said, the Bellingham comparisons or um, links are really interesting. Last week, we talked about um, how Dortmund replaced Jude Bellingham. We did a whole show on his imminent move to Real Madrid and where Dortmund go from here. And, you know, we know that Alvarez has been lined up. As a potential signing, I'm not sure if that's quite over the line yet. There's some, I think I saw Man United West with him. West, yeah, West, West, Ham West Ham is too, pushing too. So yeah, West Ham is pushing now too. We're gonna kind of yeah. have to wait and see what happens there. But you know, if they were to sign Alvarez as this kind of holding defensive midfielder, then someone like Namecheck can come in and take all the responsibilities of a number ten, then that could actually that could end, end up being a really impressive kind of um, double signing to kind of help cover what Bellingham did on the pitch last season. So. Three clubs linked, varying degrees of speculation and reality behind each one, but I think with Newcastle and Dortmund, I could certainly see something happening there because at the end of the day, if either of them offer up 15 or €20 million for emcha, I think they can probably sign them. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.